Hello, and welcome to the podcast. It is another episode of Love Wealth, and I hope that you are doing great this week. Um, So it's been Sunday on a Monday, now it's Sunday on a Tuesday. (laughs) Um, Yesterday was a a full day of... um, hosting podcast interview, being on another person's podcast. And so, uh, things kind of got, um, bumped to, to today. And, uh, so we're going to, we're going to continue on here and, uh, going to roll, going to roll through, um, this series that we're, that we're doing, um, from, you know, that are kind of our Sunday, Sunday series is, uh, beyond Sunday school, so looking at, um, you know, trying to look at the scriptures as a as an adult, as a grown up. How do you move past, um, you know, kind of felt bored Sunday school kind of ways of thinking about the Bible or uh, dealing with dealing with the stories of of the Bible. And um, so this week we are going to uh, we're going to start diving. Diving into the scriptures a little bit, we're going to look at uh, one particular story, um, and uh, and then we will, you know, we're going to keep keep kind of moving on on some of these things. We may go back to uh, looking at uh, some bigger questions about how do we how do we handle the Bible as well, and uh, hoping to have hoping to have some guests on uh, to to talk about some of those things. But I uh, thought it would be good to to maybe take a look at one of the famous stories and dive in a little bit and kind of see, you know, how do we how do we handle um, how do we handle a famous story of the Bible and uh, how do we look at it uh, in a more mature way uh, beyond beyond the felt board beyond Veggie Tales and uh, you know this this is a hard question. Uh, because, you know, on the one hand, we want to want to approach things with a simple faith, with a childlike faith, that kind of thing. But on the other hand, uh, if we never mature in our understanding of the scriptures, and if we never move beyond the way that we understand the Bible, uh, you know, kind of from from a Sunday school approach or Sunday school uh, perspective, then boy, we are, we are in a world of hurt, right? So, um, so, so how do we, how do we do this? Um, and, and where are we, where are we going to go with this? Um, let me pray and, and we will, we will dive in. Heavenly Father, thanks for this morning. Pray that you would, uh, give us some understanding, help us to get to know you a little bit better and not just learn more stuff. It's in Jesus' name we pray, Amen. So, uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna start at the beginning, at the at the at the very top of things, right? Um, Genesis chapter one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. This is how the Bible opens. This is, this is the, 
the opening, you know, the, the opening verses of, of, of the story of Scripture. So what, what do we have? What do we have here? What are we, what are we looking at? So remember, you know, we talked about as, as we dive into the Scriptures, as we seek to understand them, uh, what we want to do is um, we, we, we need to we understand when, where, who, all this kind of context, right? And, uh, and so starting off in the book of Genesis is no different. What, what was happening? Why, why was this written? When was this written? Well, uh, a lot of, you know, I guess more on the conservative side of things, um, the you know, conservative scholars uh, would say that the first five books of, of the Bible were written by Moses. And uh, they were penned um, during the, the wandering in the wilderness. Now, on the other side of things, on the more uh, progressive side, um, the argument is that uh, they were written much later. They were written during the exile. And uh, they were written by, they were kind of stitched together uh, four different sources um, from four different time periods. And, and, and you know, and you can, you can research that uh, on your own um, if you want to know more about uh, maybe who to look at or, or you know, kind of how to dive into some of those questions. Hit me up on a private message. You can, you can send me a message uh, on Twitter. Uh, just DM me. My DMs are open, as the kids say. Um, you can connect with me on Twitter at Daniel M. Rose. But for us, let's 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 hold to the more uh, let's hold to the more conservative approach here. That that Moses was indeed the author, and that and that he wrote these first five books of the Bible uh, during during that time in the wilderness. So so why? I think, I think the first question that comes to mind as I open up uh, the, the text of, of Genesis is why. why. Why did Moses write this? Why do we have a creation story? Um, what, is, what is the purpose of it? Well, let's, let's think about this for a minute. Moses and the people of God, the Israelites, they are wandering in the wilderness. They have, they have left Egypt. They have entered into a vacuum of society. They are trying to build a whole new culture, a whole new community. They're trying to get their bearings. And uh, they, are, they are a tribe that is, that is wandering, Right? They are a nomadic people. They do not have a homeland. There is no place. They have no place to call their home, right? You know, we take, we take great pride. Many of us take great pride in saying, I am from Michigan. I am from the United States of America. I am from England. I am from Ireland. I am from the Congo. I am from New Zealand. Pick, pick it. Many of us have a pride of place. Many of us are able to identify uh, where, you know, kind of where we come from and where our roots are. And this is, this is home. This is my neighborhood. These folks didn't have that. This is, this is a whole 
community of people wandering, waiting for God to bring them to where? Waiting for God to bring them to the promised land. Now, uh, throughout the book of Genesis, we see, we see the promise, right? We see the story of a promised land become, begin to take form through, uh, through God's covenantal working. But that story has to have a beginning. And for, for ancient people, the beginning of a story started with a creation narrative. It started with that, really with that question of where did we come from and how did we get here? Uh, another way of looking at it is, you know, trying to answer the question, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> um, because as you, you know, as you spend time in, in the story of, of Scripture, uh, especially as you spend time in the story of Genesis and Exodus, the, the people of God are messy they're imperfect. They, they have all kinds of problems and issues. And, you know, they are, they are just not, they're not, you know, these, these great models of, of um, you know, of perfection, right? And so, and so we need to answer, you know, they needed answers. Why, why are we the way we are? How did we get here? How did we find ourselves wandering through the desert? And how do we know? And then I think the second question is, how do we know that there is a promised land, that that there really is a place for us that we can call home, that we can say, this is our land. This is this is our place. Because you have to understand, in, in ancient time, identity was deeply, deeply rooted in place. And, you know, and so this is, not having a place was, was problematic. And, and, and so now here they are. They, they're, they're wandering they're walking through the desert. They're going from place to place that's not their place. And the question is, is how do we know for sure? How do we know for sure that there will be a time when we can put roots down, where we can build cities, where we can say, this is our home? So the, the, there's kind of those two questions. How did we get to where we are? You know, why are we the way we are? And, and how do we know that, that there is a promised land? How do we know that, that there is some place for us to call home? And, and I think the book of Genesis begins to answer that, those questions. And they start, it starts with this creation story. It starts with Genesis 1 through 3. Now, I, I'm not going to, I can't sit here and read. Um, I mean, I could, but I'm not going to read uh, everything in Genesis one through three, one because it would take a while. It take you know take a little bit, um, and you know you guys would probably stop listening to the podcast or, or turn off turn off this video pretty quick. But I want to highlight some things that I think give us give us some of the insights. Um, you know, first you have you have this acknowledgement right in the beginning, 
God created the heavens and the earth. So there's this acknowledgement that there is that there is a God. There is there is a divine being, something outside of themselves that has creative power, that has a creative force. That that is in that is in a sense in control, right? Um, it says the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. This is this is this picture of of chaos, of um, you know that this dark, formless void that uh, that was empty. It was it was just it was just chaos, and chaos chaos is scary. Now again, consider where we're at. Consider. Um, Consider again the people for whom this was written. This is a people who are wandering, who are wandering in a desert, who have no place. Chaos is all around them. Every turn seemed to be more and more chaotic. You know, fear was was probably the the emotion du jour. It was fear was was everywhere. They're, they have no walls. They have no city. They have no way to really protect themselves from anybody. More established people could come in and wipe them out. They had no, they didn't really have an army. Um, they didn't have, they didn't have all the things that in their time a, a people needed to have to protect themselves. So it was, it was a hard, it was hard for them. It was scary, you know. And, and it probably felt chaotic, you know, because here they'd, they'd find a place and they'd settle for a little bit. And then all of a sudden they'd have to pack up and move again. Um, and, and what we know, what we know is that moving, at least in modern times, moving is one of the most stressful things that you can do in your life. Now consider constantly being on the move, constantly uh going from place to place and never being able to really settle in and never really being able to to rest man fear worry stress just would have been weighing down on them and so so moses moses sits down and writes writes this creation narrative he writes this story of of where of where they're coming from. And, and in chapter one, what he's trying to do is he is really trying to lay out for them that, you know, this world that seems chaotic and scary and and hard, no, there is there is order to it. And this order was laid down by a creator God, by a divine one who is outside of ourselves, who has creative force, creative power, to bring order to a chaotic, formless, scary place. And that's that, and, that, and that's Genesis one. I mean, Genesis one is it's like this it's like this picture of um of, of bringing order out of chaos. Right? It's just bringing order out of chaos. It's saying here was this. And it was good. Here was this, and it was good. Um, you know, we, we we see all these things starting, you know, 
you know, you, you start seeing, um, you know, with the third day, um, you know, that, that God saw that it was good. This world, this world that they find themselves in, wandering around and, and feeling a sense of fear and chaos and worry and stress. And yet Moses writes the story and says, it was good. This world, this world you find yourself in, it's overseen by a good, by, by a creator, God, who says the world is good. Imagine hearing that. And, you, and here you are wandering with, under a weight of, of fear and stress and worry and concern. And yet, what do we hear over and over again in this original story, in this, in this, this creation account? That it was good. That it was good. Now, the, um, the story is interesting here because it's also, uh, it's a little bit different from some of the other you know, creation narratives from, from that time. A lot of the, uh, you can do a little bit of research. You can, you can hit up the, the Google machine or the DuckDuckGo machine and do some research on creation myths from the, from the ancient Near East. And what you find is, is a lot of those, a lot of those stories are, are violent, chaotic. We don't, we don't have that here. No, we, we have a development. We have, we have, a, we have a, a, an understanding of a God, a creator God, who creates out of goodness, who creates something good, something orderly, something uh, beautiful. We don't have a creator God that is creating out of violence for violence, leading to more violence. This is, this is, a, different, this is a different kind of story. It's a story going from chaos to order, not trying to give a reason for why there is chaos. It's basically kind of saying the world looks a little bit chaotic, but guess what? There is order. There is something good here. There is, there is beauty here that we need to be aware of and we need to see and we need to know what's, what's happening. We can trust in the reality that there is a divine creator God who is, who is bringing order out of chaos. And so for, for a people wandering in the, in the wilderness, for a people kind of going, oof, what's happening? What's happening to us? Why are we out here? Why are we wandering around? What, this, is, this is chaos. To hear that there was order. And that it was, and that this order is is brought about by a good God, a good, creative God. Um, that would have been that would have been remarkable. But the other thing that you see in Genesis chapter one, um, you know, starting in verse twenty-seven, right? It says so God created mankind in His own image, in the image of God He created them, male and female He created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish and the sea and the birds and the sky 
and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. You see, in this, in this story, um, in this picture, right, uh, you see that God, the creator God, the divine one, says, says to, his, to the ones made in his image, to mankind, to people, says, hey, you're blessed. You're blessed. Be, you, you are going to be happy. And hey, here's the other thing. I've given you all of this. I've given you all these things. Right? And it is very good. It is very good. Be fruitful. Multiply. Um, tend and care for this world. Right? Uh, you, have, you have responsibility over this world. Make something of it. And I'm giving you all the food that you need. I'm providing for you. So again, understand, understand what, is, what is happening here. Moses is leading a people who have, who have left Egypt, who are now walking around in a vast vacuum of, of, of culture, of a society. They're trying to build something new. And so, what, what does Moses do? Well, Moses says, hey, here's the divine, the divine creator God, the good one who is bringing order out of chaos. Oh, and you... You people, all of us, we are created in the image of this divine one, this, this creator God, this God who's bringing order out of chaos. And because, because you are created in his image, guess what you're able to do? You have the capacity to create as well. You have the capacity to bring order out of chaos. You have the capacity to do these God kind, these godlike things. That is, that is a remarkable thing to tell a people who are trying to build a brand new society, who are trying to build something from nothing. Because what did, what did God do? God created all things from nothing. He brought complete order out of chaos and here because you are created in his image you have the ability to do the same thing we all of us together we can bring order out of chaos we can build this new thing we can build this new society the capacity of bringing something out of nothing exists and dwells within us because we are created in god's image that, that's really the point. These, this is the point of Genesis chapter 1. Being written to a people in a societal vacuum. 
right? They need to understand who they are. And Moses is saying who you are. You are image bearers who can bring order out of chaos. You can create. You can do all these amazing things. This is, this is such a remarkable statement, such a remarkable vision for what humanity is, for what the people of God could become. Right? We're not going to get, you know what, we're not going to get to two and three. We're, we're, we're going to stop here because I, I don't, I don't want to walk away from this too quickly. We're not in any rush. We'll come back to Genesis 2 and 3 next week. We, we share some things in common with, with, with the Israelites who are wandering around the desert, right? Don't we live in a chaotic time? Don't we live in a time where it feels like there's no order, where it feels like uh, we, are, we are unrooted, where it feels like we don't seem to be able to find our footing on anything? Don't we live in a time where it seems like fear and stress and chaos are around every single corner? Maybe we need this reminder just as much as those, as, as those people did, right? The reminder that we are created in the image of God. The reminder that, that each of us has the capacity to bring order from chaos. Each of us has capacity to, to create beautiful things, to create good. And the problem comes is when we forget that, when we forget the reality that we can create good in this world. This is who we are as human beings. We are image bearers of the good creator, God, who brought order out of chaos. So as you begin, as we begin looking around at this, at this world, as we begin looking around at, you know, thinking about the, the future in, in a world where there is a, a pandemic that is spreading everywhere, in a world, um, you know, that it seems like the fabric of our society is being pulled apart through hatred, through anger and strife. We, we need to look inside a little bit and we need to be reminded who, who we are. We are image bearers of the Creator God that brings order out of chaos. My friends, the capacity to do that is within each of us. Imagine if we could get together and we start working together to bring order out of chaos, of recognizing the image of God in one another. We can create meaning. We can create good and beautiful things in this world. Why? Because we are image bearers because we bear the image of the creator God, the creator God that brought good, the creator God that brought order out of chaos. So do you see, do you see how, do you see how if you slow down just a little bit and you do just a little bit of work, at thinking about the context of the stories of the Bible, how you're able to move from veggie tales and felt boards 
to something deeper. Right? So often we read, you know, we read Genesis chapter 1, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And so many of us have just, we read this and go, okay, God, God made things. He made, he made the world, and, and it ends there. But we don't go deeper. We don't go to that place where we ask, why? Why is this story here? Why do we need to know this? And so we do that little bit of extra work, and we're able to move past the felt board. We're able to move past veggie tales. We're able to move past this, these, gosh, the, the 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 questions about, you know, did did is Genesis one literal twenty four hour seven day week? Man, that is not the question. That is not the issue that is being addressed here. Right? The issue that is being addressed here is the Creator God moving from chaos to order. Humanity being created in His image to then also be those who create and build and bring order out of chaos. This, this is the point. But we miss the point if we don't do that little bit of extra work. And as grown-ups, moving beyond Sunday school, let's do a little bit of the extra work. So, I would love to, I'd love to engage with you more. would love to talk with you more. Um, so, uh, if you want to continue this conversation, you can hit me up on Twitter at Daniel M. Rose. Let's, let's talk. Um, as always, the easiest way to keep up with what I am writing, recording, uh, is, is by su- subscribing to LoveWell at DanielMRose.com. And uh, it's, uh, that way everything just gets dumped right into your inbox. And uh, the video archive of this message uh, will be, it can, can be found at YouTube.com slash DanielRose. So make sure that you subscribe there as well and um, next week we will we'll look at uh, we'll probably look at Genesis 2 and uh, you know I don't know if we'll I don't know if we'll get into Genesis 3 or not but we'll see Um, so until next time this is the pod pastor saying love well my friends 